0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner, Wolf and Luke. Brings the bull. Head, catching bodies on his way to the rack. Suns game day with K Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for, I'm ready for whatever.
1: Well, yet
2: another reason I should have called in sick today. <laughs> I'm just I'm just telling it like it is. I mean, uh I am conducting this interview under protest. Oh no. I maintain and contend that we shall not talk to Kevin Ray, National Radio Voice of the Cowboys until <laughs> after the Cowboys season is done. And, and 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 let's be honest, K Ray, right? it'll happen the first round of the playoffs, like it does every year. That's when the Cowboys season will end. But until then and only then do we bring him on. But I'm told that I have no say in this as Paulie Pinchetter in for Luke. It's Wolf and Luke with Kevin Ray. It is game day with K-Ray, Suns and Bulls downtown tonight.
0: I did consider just hitting D&D on my phone when Maloney called, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Can, uh,
1: can, I, can I just ask you quickly, uh, just your general assessment of the Dallas Cowboys right now, because you are the national broadcaster for the Cowboys.
0: Uh, look, you know, they're they're playing good football. Um, and I think their best is ahead of them. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott, since he has come on board and... Even in the loss to Green Bay, uh, despite those two poor interceptions, I mean, this offense has been the number one offense, uh, one of the top-rated third-down conversion offenses in the NFL. And the defense is is improving, getting better against the rush, and I think that uh, that that will continue to improve. So, look, everything is in front of them, but they've got some big games ahead, uh, and not the least of which is the Christmas Eve matchup against Philadelphia. And you've got to win that one the Eagles already have one game uh in their hip pocket against the Cowboys. So uh but I I you know this this is going to be a playoff team and we'll see if they can finally end that 26 year drought.
2: Yeah. Hey, Suns are going to be a playoff team. They're so good. In fact, I contend that they've rendered the regular season meaningless in a lot of ways, which might be one reason why we haven't seen CP3 for an extended period. But apparently he's close to coming back. What are the Suns going to look like when they do get CP3 back, when they get all their full guns? And everyone is back, considering they're already leading the Western Conference, Kevin Ray
0: yeah it's been interesting, uh Paul and Myers, Drysdale, and I were talking about it when you when you look at who this team has been missing, and they made it very clear early on, even before the season tipped off, that you know they they learned from the last two years and learned more specifically from last year about putting so much stock into being the number one seed and just trying to house everybody, you know, every night that you played them. And it it came at a very high cost last year, as we saw. But here they are taking a different approach. And certainly they had no designs on Cam Johnson or uh, Chris Paul missing the volume of games that they have and yet as you point out they're leading the western conference and they're doing it in in a very different way than we've seen the last 3 years under Monty Williams there's a grit and an attitude about this team and i think that's what that's what strikes me as something that you know is going to be available in april may and hopefully june
1: do you think that they're finding their way with DeAndre Ayton here, especially recently? We talked a little bit about this the other day, Kay, but it looks like DeAndre Ayton right now is in the best physical patch he's been in for a long, long time. How much of that do you think actually has to do with the fact you don't have a Camp Johnson? You don't have Chris Paul. And again, you know, you're you're trying to do things differently because you don't have those guys.
0: Yeah, I think that that's part of it, but you know what where he's at even an even better place wolf mentally. Yeah, And I know you guys were talking about the appointment of James Jones to president of basketball operations and hearing James comments from yesterday. Look, it's the reason why James has been so successful in turning this organization around, because he, you know, he is not a knee jerk reaction guy. And look, we've all been guilty of being frustrated to the max with D.A., But James is a guy who has seen it all. He's been around it all. He's observed every great winning head coach, you know, under the sun. And while we've all grown impatient with DA, James is like, I'm gonna give the young fella plenty of time to mature here. And as we know, sometimes it takes guys longer to, to mature than others. And I think we're seeing the fruits of that patience from James And D.A. is in a great space mentally and then taking it a step further with what he's bringing physically to this team. And it has created some major problems for the opposition.
2: All right, Kevin Ray, TV voice of the Phoenix Suns. So let's talk about D.A. How long has he been calling the Suns, quote, my team? When I hear him speak to the media recently, he keeps using the words my team. Is that different? Does that illustrate some sort of evolution of D.A.?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I know he said it before, Paulie, but I think that he, he truly understands now. And I think when he says my team, it's like my guys, my squad, my, my fellas. I don't know that he's trying to, you know, usurp anybody in, in the pecking order, but I think he truly does understand and see now the, the level of importance that he brings to this club and to have him acknowledge like, I've got to set the tone down inside. You know how many times in the past have we been frustrated when Da inside could just punish a small, you know, smaller defender, and he chose to finger roll. Now all of a sudden he's talking in terms of chasing Amari Stoudemire for the number of dunks that he had. I mean that is music to all of our ears. Dan, I. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a ding, 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 Pauly. Uh, So, and, and you know what, Kevin? I, Honestly,
2: that's the way I meant it. Was it, It's not that, oh, this is my team, some sort of egotistical. No, it was more the leadership, him realizing his value to the team, that he has to be one of the big three instead of always being so deferential. Give me the ball. I want the ball on the block. Let me go. I, I, I really look at that as, as a positive, as an area of growth that I hadn't heard before a whole lot.
0: No, completely. And, and look, this is... This is the silver lining that, that we've mentioned a number of times in the telecast is that, yes, would Monty Williams, you know, prefer to have Chris Paul and Cam Johnson out there? Sure. But what it has done, it's allowed and forced the, both the coaching staff and the players to step into you know, to try to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and we, we've we seen players put in positions in games that they might not otherwise be put in. Looking at a, a Dwayne Washington Jr., Josh Jacogie, all these guys getting minutes that they might not be getting in, you know, big games, games that have been close, games that they have needed to... You know, to perform, and it is really, I think, Devin Monty and his coaching staff, a script, a playbook that says, I know I can turn to this guy in April and May if somebody gets into foul trouble or if we run into injuries. I'll even look at, I'll give you an example the other night with Book, and they were running the double teams at him. And, yes, there's going to be some hiccups, but having Mikkel Bridges handle the ball more in those situations. So, yes, there may have been a turnover with Mikkel, but that gives them a body of work for Mikkel and the coaching staff to work with now and say, okay, this is what you need to work on moving forward to avoid those situations. And if Chris Paul, the life preserver for this team, is always out there, guys don't get to experience that.
1: Okay, got about 30 seconds. Sorry about this, but give us a little scouting report on the Bulls tonight.
0: Well, you you better come with it, because don't look at just their record. This is a team that has beaten the Celtics, who, by the way, lead the NBA with the best record overall. They've beaten them twice, and they've beaten Milwaukee. They're 3-1 in their last four games, and Billy Donovan's teams always come to the floor prepared, and there is one dude. Who always seems to raise his level of play, and that is Demar Derozan. He is like a Devin Booker; he can put a couple crooked numbers on you real quick if you are not locked in defensively. So, I look for another tightly contested game, and hopefully, home court advantage with the uh, the Suns' crazies can uh, can pull him through for a six straight win. Let
2: me tell you, I stand corrected. I'm going to remove my protest in this uh, segment after I heard Kevin convey that DeAndre Ayton is uh, set to challenge Amari's record for dunks in a season or whatever
1: it is. That is music to our ears. Yes. No doubt. Thank you, Kay. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin.
0: Paul, Paulie, I'll be sure and uh, delay that delivery from FedEx. (laughs) (laughs) There There I go, Kay.